So there was a lot of improvising going on during the filming of Bridesmaids, but one of the more interesting moments came when Rose Byrne decided to improvise a part of the engagement party speech that she had oh, yeah. in Thai. Did she add the... So the crazy thing is, is she doesn't even speak the language. She just said a bunch of random words, and when the producers... In Thai? Yes. Okay. And when the producers found out, they made her learn a few sentences in Thai for the movie. I am so curious because... I do know uh, words in other languages. Most of them are swear words. Of course. So what did she say in Thai that they're like, whoa, that's good. She's like, oh, I I told you all the f*** your own mothers. And they're like, no, 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 do more of that. (laughs) Okay, so everyone watching, let us know. Put the subtitles on and then tell us what they say. (laughs) Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And I love rewatching movies over and over again. And I love romantic comedies. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Bridesmaids! And before we get started, make sure you're following us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, we review if you like, and follow us on Instagram, that's where we have uh, discussions about uh, what we have been watching and what we will be watching. And as well, um, probably in the next few days, we're going to have up a specific episode of something very important that we have to talk to you about. But first, to be clear, you may be asking yourself, is this actually a romantic comedy? Answer, yes it is. Albeit it's probably like, what, like 30% rom? <laughs> yeah. 70% com? Even on the movie poster, it says at the top, big pink lettering, chick flicks don't have to suck. So they are branding themselves as a chick flick. Okay. Bridesmaids is directed by Judd Apatow. It follows the story of Annie Walker, played by Kristen Wiig. She lives in uh, Milwaukee. And previously, she was a business owner. Her bakery actually flopped because of uh, the recession. So she has this best friend named Lillian, played by Maya Rudolph. It turns out Lillian is getting married, and Annie will be the maid of honor. But wait. At the engagement party, we meet somebody named Helen, played by Rose Byrne. She's another one of the bridesmaids, and more or less throughout the entire movie, she kind of steals the show from Annie, who, let's be fair, Annie's been going through a time. She's banging this guy, Ted, played by John Hamm, who's a total piece of shit. I think we can agree. (laughs) She lost her business. It's kind of been a spiral for her. During this movie, she also meets a uh, police officer named Nathan Rhodes, played by Chris O'Dowd, who's kind of amazing, but like I said, Annie's spiraling. She does the classic sabotaging the relationship that actually makes sense and could be something great. And that's kind of our story in a nutshell. We have Annie trying to be a great maid of honor to Lillian with Helen, kind of running interference and being a little bit disruptive, and Annie just having a horrible time and maybe also falling for this police officer, Rhodes. What are your thoughts on Bridesmaids? Oh, I love it. This is one of my favorite, favorite movies. What is not to like about this movie? It's it's a Judd Apatow hit. Like, I mean, Knocked Up, Bridesmaids. There isn't a whole lot wrong with these movies. They're amazing. They are. They make me laugh so hard. This movie specifically, the one-liners and the jokes and just everything about it is fantastic. Is this our best Kristen Wiig performance? I think so. Because I think about other movies she's been in, and immediately this one, top of the list. She is perfect in this. I also, Melissa McCarthy. 
You know how I feel about her. I know. I think this is the perfect (laughs) amount of Melissa McCarthy. Because it's like, don't make her the star of your movie. I'm sorry. I don't love that. But she can be amazing for like 20 minutes. You know, she's perfect as like that fourth person in a movie the like fourth yeah let, let another a person good supporting actress yes that's let what two she other is people carry the plot and then she can just be that instrument of outrageousness which i like for like one scene every half an hour well i, I mean i like <laughs> you know? her in general so right but she was fantastic in this movie yes then we got like chris adowd as the love interest <laughs> he's adorable and then we have rose Byrne as helen yes she's great I've got a lot to say about her. We're going to get more into it in a bit. But I just think it's as close to a perfect comedy as you can get. So the movie starts out at Ted's house and Annie's there. And Ted is played by John Hamm. And they're there. Well, she's there. I'm going to redo that. (laughs) (laughs) She's there. I'm there. (laughs) Let me redo that. Are you at John Hamm's house? (laughs) Wow. The movie starts out with Annie at Ted's house, played by John Hamm, for a booty call. Although we're sure that Kristen Wiig would like to date somebody, we hope that it's not him. So the next morning, before Ted wakes up, Annie gets up and goes to the washroom, makes herself all pretty and whatnot, and then heads back to bed to pretend to sleep. Really putting the I woke up like this Mm. into effect. Unrealistically gorgeous. Totally. Have you ever done this? Okay, so... Yes, but not to that extent. So um, I clench my teeth at night, so I wear a night guard. and um, it's, uh, It makes you look like a gargoyle. It's not a good look. Well, I like to think of it as a baby dinosaur. But anyway. Because <laughs> um, that's better. <laughs> well, every, anything baby is cute. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, baby. Maybe it's a baby gargoyle. We don't know. Well, gargoyles <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're cute. Um, So I would wake up earlier in the morning and go and take it out, brush my teeth, and then go back to bed for a little while before waking up. It worked every time. My favorite part of that scene is how she lays down, and when he wakes up, she (laughs) pretends like she was having a bad dream. She's like, oh my god, oh, what a scary dream. And then she hugs him, oh, thank you for being here. Oh. Like, there are times where I think Kristen Wiig can be over the top, but this was, like, the perfect amount of, it's a little bit ridiculous, but it's still, it's still good. Have you ever had a one-night stand that wouldn't leave? Because in this same scene, Ted mentions to Annie, hey, I thought we had a no-sleeping-over deal. (laughs) Then later in the conversation, there's a lull, and then he says, you know what, I don't want to be an (laughs) asshole, but, like, I don't know how to tell you to leave. (laughs) Have you ever had this? No. What? Oh, then you've been it. It's no. one of those things where either you are the person or you've been the no, person. No, no, no. I think I would oh. take the social cues oh, to yeah. get the hell out of there. That's what everybody says. Oh, my God. Okay, have you? Absolutely. Really? I've lied about when I had to go to work because like, I've woken up and been like, this bitch is still here. You're kidding. And then been like, wow, I really, man, last night was great, but like, I got to work in half an hour or so. So you wouldn't be the, uh, oh, we'll make breakfast, I'll make breakfast for you type of guy. If it's um, a relationship that you can see going the distance, absolutely. I'll be a a Nathan Rhodes (laughs) in the event that that is not the situation we're in. It's not leading that way. purely physical. I don't want you hanging around while I'm having my morning coffee. You know, I'm grumpy in the mornings. This is very true. I don't like being around people. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I'm not a nice person in the morning, so really... 
you should just get the hell out of there. You should just, <laughs> you got to pull the And they shoot. didn't take the social cues. Yeah. Okay. If the guy is not immediately like, hey, like, what are we doing for breakfast? If he's just kind of laying there, blank face, that's your cue to get out. So there's a scene where Annie and Lillian are at the park working out. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Terry so, Crews scene. Yes, Terry Crews. Turns out that they actually are watching a park workout class from a distance and getting a free class out of it. And they are ultimately run out of the park by Terry Crews, who is the boot camp instructor. Yeah, they're like hiding behind a tree doing what he's telling the <laughs> yeah, class to which do. Which, in my opinion, is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and they're yelling as they're getting chased out that they're on a budget. Right. I mean, if you're on a budget, hey, do that, because that is unreal. If you're on a budget, you're on a budget. Yeah, like basically all you have to do is go to a park, and if there's a yoga session going on, just put your mat like a little further back and just start doing exactly what they're doing to the soothing music that's happening. Would somebody not Terry Crews you and just run <laughs> up and be like, what are you doing here? Probably. Give me $20, because that's how much yoga is. Like So I remember um, I, like I've tried to do this kind of unsuccessfully with tour guides. Like I specifically mm -hmm. remember um, I was in Hungary. And we were at this, like, castle citadel thing, and we were walking around, and this tour guide walks by. I'm trying to remember. And they were pointing out bullet holes and oh, talking about yeah. what war it was from. And I just thought that was so interesting. I'm like, wow. And then, I like, they were walking too <laughs> fast. And then I'm like, ah, is it weird if I just follow them? Because I find this really interesting. <laughs> but it's a different country. It's a different culture. And what is the likelihood that this tour guide turns around and is like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here? And I'm like, yeah, it's fairly high, actually. I think I think that's a likely scenario, so I'm yeah. not going to chase this guy down. I think that's how they make their living, so... Yeah! yeah. Like, he would have Terry Crews chased me away, but totally. it's just scarier that it's this Baltic guy in a country I'm not familiar with. That would be a little bit scarier, yeah. I think. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. But no, 100%. That's a, that's a fair play if you can get away with it. I used to ask friends to sign me up um, for Good Life, and then I would get the free classes. Or if they oh had God. a refer a friend or bring along a friend day, I would just kind of go with them oh so that I didn't God. have to. Are you that asshole who, back when Good Life was really aggressive, <laughs> like every three or four months, I'd get a call like, Hey, Devin, your friend Jason gave us your phone number. It's Good Life Call, and they said that uh, you'd be down for a membership. And I'm like, fuck you, Jason. Were you that person? No. Who would just write down friends' phone numbers so you could get a free month? They would do that for me. <laughs> 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 and then I would get the call and be like, oh, hey, you're you're interested in Good Life. You get three free classes. Oh, and I'd be like, oh, you. awesome. Yeah, you would always get three free classes or something like that. Okay, that's a little bit better. The engagement party. I've got so much to talk about with the engagement party. Okay, can I just talk about the speeches those speeches like come on so helen who plays one of lillian's bridesmaids we all know helen um the superior bridesmaid well and who is trying to basically be the maid of honor the entire movie annie and her basically face off without knowing it at the party so they try to one-up each other's speeches the entire time with helen even speaking thai then finishing off with the two of them singing to lillian <laughs> the engagement party scene is based on the real life experience co-writer Mamoli had during her friend's engagement party. Essentially, the party was at a beautiful, expensive country club, and she showed up in a beat down car with side mirrors held together with duct tape, which perfectly encapsulated in their respective lives, just like Annie and Lillian. I want to talk about the number of actresses and actors from the office in this engagement party scene. Ooh, okay. It's jarring. First, the bridesmaid, Ellie Kemper. Okay, yeah. Who plays Becca. She's a bridesmaid. She's in this a lot. 
in the office, she plays Erin uh, Hannon, mm-hmm. the receptionist who dates Gabe and then later oh, yeah. Andy. Right. We have another bridesmaid, Rita. She's so in bridesmaids, she's the angry, miserable mother character. Oh. She's played by Wendy McClendon Covey. Yeah. In season five of The Office, episode eight is called Business Trip. Michael Scott makes a business trip to Winnipeg where he falls in love with the hotel concierge. Oh, that's right. And he has sex with her. Yeah. That is <laughs> Wendy McClendon Covey. And then finally, at the engagement party, just before those speeches, the security guard from the office, Cliff, he's like in the background just before the speeches and like somebody makes a mention. He has a hat on. He has a hat on. I'm pretty sure Megan says later that she's going to climb him like a tree. That's right. That's the climb him like a tree guy. <laughs> yes. That was Cliff, the security guard <laughs> right. from the office. Well, and you know who else? Who else? Helen's husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. I thought that was going to be the first one. Okay, so I wrote it down, and then I forgot about him. David Wallace. David Wallace, it is. We all remember the food poisoning scene, correct? Before Bridesmaids Dress Shopping, Annie takes all of the girls to an authentic Brazilian restaurant to eat. They head out to the dress shop, and while there, they all end up feeling very ill and running to the washroom to, well, get sick. Lillian comes out in a Lady Juju dress. And, well, she doesn't have enough time to take off the dress before getting sick. She may or may not. No, she totally does. She definitely take shits in the street. Take a yeah. shit in the middle <laughs> of the street. I think I cried the first time I saw this one because, like, I just couldn't. This was actually, like, I was watching this on the screen. I was like, oh, my God, she's taking a shit in a wedding dress. Like, it's white. Come on, people. In the middle of the street. See, I thought I thought the washroom situation was better. Because you have... Oh, God, that was nasty. You have Rita running to the toilet, Becca puking on top of her head, and then Megan, Melissa McCarthy's character, not knowing what to do, so she's like, I guess I need to shit in the sink. Oh, I think I I actually gagged. Like, I I have gagged. I think I gagged a bunch. That was nasty. (laughs) Oh, that was so, so gross. Yeah. But it was a great scene. So another part of the movie that I really liked uh, was the speed gun scene. So where Officer Rhodes and Annie... Oh, man, yeah. When they go on the highway and Annie gets to use the speed gun to see how fast cars are going. So I'm thinking that that is 100% illegal to let a non-cop do that and then go and chase them. But it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. It probably is illegal. Yeah. I used to, um, with an old uh, uh, high school girlfriend, mm-hmm. she used to have this like black cobalt that looked, I mean, kind of like a ghost cop car maybe. And we used to go to like this spot where like a cop would normally sit with a speed gun. And if he wasn't there, we would go there. It was like literally around the corner from her place. Oh my God, this cop would have had to be there quite a bit. Like if well, you knew exactly where he was with the speed gun. Yeah, it's just like a common area. It's one of those areas that's like an 80 zone and then it's like 60 for like ah, they 30 gotcha. seconds and then back to 80. So we would go over there, park where he normally parks. She would bring a hair dryer with her, oh my wear God. her aviators, and we used to like no. point it out the window and see people like hammer on the brakes and stuff. Oh my God. And That's amazing. Yeah, in retrospect, super illegal. I'm super assuming, illegal. Uh, we were minors at the time. I just want to let everybody know <laughs> <laughs> in case anybody's like, ooh, I'm going to get them. Under 18. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely under 18. But uh, That's yeah, hilarious. The most bougie bridal shower I have ever seen. And everything goes to shit when Annie finds out that Helen is bringing Lillian to Paris 
as a mini vacation right before her wedding. And he flips out and has a massive tantrum kicking over the giant cookie, putting grass in the chocolate fountain, and yelling at Lillian, telling her that she should get her head out of Helen's perfectly bleached asshole. She probably does have a bleached asshole. I'm pretty sure Lillian also has a bleached asshole because that's what she says. She admitted it, yeah. She did. <laughs> she <laughs> said, I got a bleached asshole too. They went together <laughs> to get perfectly bleached assholes. Is that something girls would do if you were chatting with your bestie and you're like, hey, I was thinking about getting my asshole bleached. Would she be like, hey, let's go together? I mean, I don't think I, you know what? I don't necessarily know, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think I would. I haven't tried yeah, yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think I would go to a, like a, a spa and say like, hey, BFF, let's get our assholes bleached <laughs> together. Like that's not, maybe let's get our nails done or like get our, get a pedicure, but maybe not our assholes done, you know? Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I mean, you know? I was gonna say that seems like next level friendship. If, that if is getting that done. That together. is some serious friendship right there. Yeah, it's Which, like a couple's massage, but <laughs> couples. A, a couple's bleaching. asshole bleaching. Yeah. Oh my god, that's cute. It's adorable. Should salon start offering this, Devin? <laughs> <laughs> buy one. Or, buy one get one. Two for or, one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so gross. Oh, man, that's funny. Quick facts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I have a whole bunch of quick facts today. So Kristen Wiig co-wrote Bridesmaids with fellow comedian Annie Mamoli. Nope. <laughs> with fellow comedian Annie Mamolo. Right. So she actually, Annie sits beside Kristen Wiig on the plane. She is credited. Oh, she's in the movie. Yes, she is credited as the nervous woman on plane. She does that well. I like that. She really does. That's also a great scene. <laughs> okay, yes. that's. I'm going to talk more about that okay. later on. Yeah. Uh, so Maya Rudolph was pregnant during filming uh, with her third child. So she actually would wear a lot of belts to kind of take your eyes away from her pregnant belly. They did that very successfully because I did. had no idea. I know. I had absolutely no idea either. Good for them. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, who plays Air Marshal John. Yeah, the Air Marshal. Are married in real life. What? Yes. I didn't realize that. Oh, yes. She, he's actually in most of her movies that he that she does. What? Yes. So, hold on. The um, When the credits are rolling, mm -hmm. they do an extra scene. Good God. Yes, they do. Where he is half naked. And she has like a sandwich. <laughs> oh, she's like, God. This big bear on the sandwich. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And she's like eating it off his body. That's probably just a natural Saturday night for them. And they're like, hey, let's put it in the movie. You know, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they just like to do. <laughs> so Rebel Wilson and Matt Lucas. So the brother and sister duo in the movie. So Annie's roommates yeah the aussie roommates yes decided that if being roommates in the movie was good enough for their characters it was good enough for them too and they actually moved in together in real life that's wild i yes. actually thought they were brother and sister they are not in, in real life right. yes in real life they are not brother and sister but they were roommates after this movie so originally officer nathan rhodes was written as an american and chris o'dowd he was set to play him with an American accent. Right. However, once the producers heard his natural speaking voice, they couldn't resist the Irish accent. Of course. And told him to keep it for the role. He's adorable. I know. I love him. We um. He needs to be in more. Yeah, he does need to be in more. I love him. Because he is in the IT crowd, which we love. <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yes. He's like the main oh, character. Oh, wow. 
Yes, I knew I knew him from somewhere like great. <laughs> so there was a lot of improvising going on during the filming of Bridesmaids. But one of the more interesting moments came when Rose Byrne decided to improvise a part of the engagement party speech that she had. Oh, yeah. In Thai. Did she add the. So the crazy thing is, is she doesn't <laughs> even speak the language. She just said a bunch of random words. And when the producers. In Thai. Yes. Okay. And when the producers found out, they made her learn a few sentences in Thai for the movie. I am so curious because I do know uh, words in other languages. Most of them are swear words, Of though. course. So what did she <laughs> say in Thai that they're like, whoa, that's good? And she's like, oh, I... I told you all to fuck your own mothers. And they're like, no, 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 do more of that. Give us more. <laughs> okay, so everyone watching, let us know. Put the subtitles on and if then you, tell us what they say. <laughs> That's what we should have done. Let us know what she's saying there. Yes. It could just be ho- she could just be ordering drinks. Like, what are the classic things you learn in other languages? I know how to order drinks. Yeah, order Please, drinks. Go to the washroom. You. I speak English to you, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. go to the washroom, yes. exactly. I do try to speak a language, Cerveza, you know, favor, when I'm yeah. going. Yeah. Or swear words, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this one's really cool. Although their characters never cross paths in the movie, John Hamm and Ellie Kemper go way back. He actually was a drama teacher of Kemper. He, he taught her drama. He taught her drama at high, in high school. That's, whoa, whoa. John Hamm was a high school drama teacher. Yes. No way. Right? Mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. That's like Hugh Jackman used to be like a phys ed teacher. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. I love these. There was five years between the time the first word was typed for the script and an audience saw the film. They pitched the idea for the movie in 2006 and the movie finally hit theaters in 2011. Wow. Interestingly enough, there was, again... They had a lot of free range to improvise throughout the movie, and which is really cool because McCarthy, Wig, Mamoli, Rudolph, Wendy, McClendon, Covey, and Ben Falcone were all in a group, an, an improvisational comedy troupe called the Groundlings, and they all performed together the before this movie. So they all knew each other. They were really good friends. Like, they were friends. That's got to make it very comfortable on set. Like, oh, I know totally. these people. Like, it was fun. And to be able to improvise, like, the way they did, it was just, like, that probably was so easy. It came natural to them. Because well, they could feed off of each other, right? Yeah, like, in the outtakes, you see a lot of stuff with uh, Maya Rudolph and uh, Kristen Wiig. And it's just, like, you can tell that they're they're very comfortable they're saying whatever pops into their minds kind of thing. And going with it, and I love it. Um, so Wig stated that all she and Momolo wanted to do was write a movie that they could act in with their friends, and that would essentially just feature an all-female cast. So I did read that this was the first movie, because it's written by Kristen Wig and Momolo, yep. that it was the first one that people were like, wow, like, Women can write a comedy script. Imagine, Wild. Imagine. Yeah. And it, it opened the door for a lot of like Mindy Kalings and stuff like that where it's like, yeah, we can have. We can be funny too. We can have sole female writers and, and they successful. can write something great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for the baking scenes, anytime there was a close up of Annie's hands, they weren't actually Kristen Wiig's hands. Oh, that she, is strange. So during the filming, she was reportedly busy. So they actually had a stand in hand model do the holding of the baking goods oh that's funny <laughs> so it's more funny than I, you know? i'd like to see that um i'd like to see that job ad like needed hands to hold 
icing I think cupcakes. Actually, like hand and feet models. Yeah. Like, oh no, they there's exist. people who yeah, yeah, which is mind boggling to me. I wonder how much they get paid. But the way this seems is that it wasn't premeditated. It was like, oh, she's doing other stuff. We got to shoot this. So like, who does anybody here have nice looking hands? Put up your hand. Can you, yeah, put up your hand. We need to see who can do this. You just Literally, need to hold the cupcake show for a us bit. your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so Rebel Wilson may be a big name now in Hollywood, um, but then she was relatively unknown outside of Australia. So when she was cast in the role for Bridesmaids, she was paid $3,000 for her work. Wow. Yes. The year after or a few years after, she did Pitch Perfect. I was going to say, and that so, was the one that kind of launched her. Totally. Yeah, so that was, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, that's crazy low. $3,000 for her work in that? So, because he was known more for his dramatic roles at the time, he was worried that the film would be seen as more of a drama and not a comedy if audiences knew he was in it. So, he's actually not credited for the movie what? as being in Bridesmaids, as being Ted. Uh, so, to this day, Bridesmaids stands tall as Apatow's highest grossing movie domestically and worldwide of all time. It is also McCarthy's highest grossing movie of all time domestically, but second worldwide behind The Hangover Part 3, which she was actually in, which I, off the top of my head, can't remember what she played in it. No, I have no idea what she did. Because I, I think I only watched that movie once. I think this proves my theory, my Melissa McCarthy theory. Oh my God. In that, like, to have her as a lead, I don't really love it. To have her as, like, that fourth or fifth person... Great, spectacular. I don't think she did a lead role in the in the Hangover. No, but but in other stuff like what was the oh yeah, fair enough the I Spy thing, or like the one where she has those the gang of kids. I don't even know what that movie was. Remember the one with the gangs of kids? The gangs of kids. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> Aren't they girl guides? Oh, are they? <laughs> The gangs of kids. Yeah. Don't they end up being a gang, though? <laughs> no. Kind of gang-esque. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. That's how much I like that movie. Seriously, <laughs> it's just the movie with the, the gangs, gangs of, kids of kids and Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy wanted to base her character, Megan, off of reality TV star Guy Ferrari. Hey! But she didn't want to mimic his personality. She wanted to actually be Ferrari. She envisioned Megan wearing the same shirt and hat that Fieri always wears and would constantly have sunglasses on the back of her head. She even pitched the idea of having short, white, spiked hair, but was told, you can't actually be Guy <laughs> <Frary>. <laughs> It's hard to say if she would have made the movie better or if it would have been too distracting, but that is exactly what and who she wanted to be in that character. I would have liked to see Melissa McCarthy do a Guy Fieri impression. I, th I think, like, I didn't get that vibe from her character but i really did like her character in this like i think <laughs> oh, it i think great. it was well done and so i think if it was more of a guy frary like he's not like i'm not his biggest fan so i think i would have been like Meh. how do you say his name guy frary i think it's funnier that you've been calling these a uh, writer annie mamola and mamolo <laughs> and you've also been calling guy fieri ferrari i never said that Oh, shit. Do you want me to redo that one? Nope. M Melissa McCarthy wanted to base her character, Megan, off of reality TV star Guy Frary. You did it again. Fieri. Yes. Fieri. Okay. okay. I'll do it again. So, Melissa McCarthy wanted to base her character, Megan, off of reality TV star Guy Fieri. <laughs> right? Sorry. It was a long pause. 
Melissa McCarthy wanted to base her character Megan off of reality TV star Guy Freire. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Why? Why, <laughs> Why can't you see oh, I hate right? your face. Uh, Don't do that. I'm okay. I'm so confused. Okay. You can- <laughs> We gotta leave all this in. No. So there were a few other actresses who auditioned for roles in the movie, but didn't end up getting them. Here we go. What do we got? Um, or they landed completely different roles in the movie. So Mindy Kaling and Rose Byrne auditioned for the part of Lillian before Maya Rudolph got it. I think both of them could do it, to be honest. Yeah. Be- I- just because we've seen Rose Byrne in as like the uh, the good guy in a, in a few movies now, it's like, mm. oh, she could she could be nice. Yeah. So Mindy never made it into the movie, but um, Rose landed the role of Helen. Who I love. So Rebel Wilson and Busy Phillips auditioned for Megan, um, with the role ultimately going to Melissa McCarthy. And we all know that Rebel Wilson ended up being cast for Bryn, who was Annie's roommate. Busy Phillips, I don't love it. Well, I feel like if she would have been cast for this role, it would have been very similar to her being cast in Maid of Honor. And they both came out very close to each other. Yeah. So, well, I think within a few years. Oh, and he's just not that into you. She was also in that as like a snarky yeah, side but, character. Yeah, but she was a bridesmaid in Maid of Honor. Oh so she would have been a bridesmaid in this too, right? So the original script saw the ladies actually making it to Las Vegas. <laughs> However, the scenes were taken out after the re- release of The Hangover because Apatow thought that the movie was the best iteration of Vegas seen on screen. Oh, that the Hangover. The was. Hangover was the best oh, iteration. Oh, he's like of we Vegas. can't compete with it. Yeah. How, so, how much did they shoot? There are so many stories of like, yeah, we did all this stuff, and uh, we just took it out. Well, I mean, let's think about it. It took five years from literally right. the write of the script to the actual movie making it to theaters. Yeah. So that's a lot of time. Are you going to talk about the Paul Rudd thing? I am not going to talk about the Paul Rudd there thing. There is, if you have the DVD, you, you can find it on YouTube. It's a really shitty quality version. But there was a, a scene, or even a storyline, it's like six minutes long, of yeah. Annie, Kristen Wiig's character, going on a few dates with <laughs> Paul Rudd. They go skating, and he falls, and a kid like runs over his hand or something, and he gets like a tiny little cut, and he gets so upset about it, and it's really, really funny, but totally taken out of the movie. How are you going to take Paul Rudd out of your movie? I know, I love Paul Rudd. God. Best scene? Oh, we're on to best scenes, sure. My best scene is the um, the scene where Annie and Helen are trying to get Officer Rhodes' attention. So the backstory <laughs> oh, here yeah. is that Lillian, the day of her wedding, goes missing. Helen tries to find her, and then she ends up at Annie's apartment. She's like, I need your help. And she also apologizes for being shitty or whatever. So they're trying to get Officer Rhodes' attention, and he's ignoring them because he's upset with Annie, remember? So they start driving around his car, blatantly breaking the law. And I want to know, at what point does Officer Sarah put on your officer hat? Officer Sarah, okay, hat on. When do you pull the shoot and stop them? Because there is a very clear, something happens, and I'm like, nope. I think... So, well, let's let's play it out. So first she speeds past him. She speeds past him twice. Yeah. Then she litters. Mm, she like mm-hmm. throws a, a the can. litter bug. Yeah. <laughs> then she drives by texting and driving. She's like, "Oh, I just got a call." <laughs> and then she's like pretending to drink and drive. Right. She does like a one eighty in front of his car. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I think was the best comedic delivery. Agreed. Because it's just like you hear like, <laughs> and then it's. Um, they they get down really low in their seats, so it looks like nobody's driving. <laughs> yeah. And they're like yelling like, "Who's driving my car?" <laughs> I think that one gets points for most creative. <laughs> then there's the drive-by topless. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which also has good comedic timing <laughs> because Helen is like, ooh, 
and then <laughs> and Annie's holding her tits up. I'm dying. And then yeah. finally they just rear end him. So at what point does Officer Sarah say, you know what, enough's enough? I mean, clearly they're trying to get the attention of yeah. him, right? So like, I mean, I would probably last pretty long. I would say the after the oh the 180 yeah yeah what's the one really? what happens after the 180 uh that's when they get down real low oh i do like the 180 who's driving the car okay <laughs> maybe after that one because that Kay. one's funny i would yeah. stop them at the littering why that annoyed me officer the rhodes they established that his character doesn't like littering remember when she throws the carrot yes, on the yes. ground oh, and like, he goes and picks it up I like I'm not a huge litter fanatic, but it does bother me. Well, I don't like littering either. If that ha- if that happened, hell yeah, I'm pulling you over. Wow. Even if I'm upset with you and I don't want to talk to you. Okay. You're littering. <laughs> uh, what do you got for best scene? Okay, so my best scene, my most favorite scene in this entire movie is the plane ride to Vegas. Oh my god. I think I have watched this scene about like a thousand times, laughing and crying every time. Annie is a nervous flyer and Helen gives her some anxiety pills to help her with the flight. Ends up completely messing her up. Pretty sure she's both high and drunk. Yeah. So, I mean, all of the crazy things that she does, like when she, when she calls the airline stewardess stove instead of Steve. Are you an appliance Are you stove? an appliance? <laughs> I could not stop laughing. And she comes back with the sunglasses pretending to be Mrs. Iglesias. Mrs. Iglesias, yeah. <laughs> I am Mrs. Iglesias. Help me. I'm Help poor. me. Yeah. I'm poor. So many quotable moments in that. In oh, that my God. Yes. Universe. Like, I'm pretty sure I can quote the whole thing. It's awful. I had to, like, stop talking <laughs> when we were watching it. And when she starts singing about, let's go down to the river. Yeah. <laughs> like, with the, the best, best of them. them. Yeah. And I think the best part is when she goes over to the loudspeaker and tells everyone that there is a colonial woman on the wing <laughs> of the plane churning butter oh man that was good (laughs) oh my god that is like by far my favorite scene in the entire movie can we talk about just a few little lines Mm -hmm. that get snuck in there by two other characters oh okay yes oh my god i think i know which ones you're talking about but yes who do you think okay so i thought i think you're talking about um is it becca yes and um rita rita yes yes so they're talking about their love life because these are two polar opposite characters, mm-hmm. right? Rita's had a few kids, and she is miserable. Ready to party. Oh, she's ready to party, but she hates her husband. She despises <laughs> her children. Whereas <laughs> Becca is very like, I can't wait for us to have kids. But they also get talking about sex. Oh, yes. And Becca reveals that her and her husband can only have sex <laughs> oh, yeah. with the lights off after they've showered extensively, <laughs> separately. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying here. I just wanted to talk about it because it's very strange. What are we implying about these two people? Oh, they're very clean. They did go on their honeymoon in to Bridesmaids World. to exactly. Disney World, right? Like that's where they went. Yeah. So I think it was probably an easy character for her to play. Honorable mentions. Oh, my main honorable mention, Lillian's fiance and eventual husband, Dougie. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Has not one single line in the movie except for I do. Oh, that's I never realized that. And I think that is the exact type of groom every single guy wants to be. (laughs) Every guy wants to be like, this wedding is happening around me. I'm just a small part of this world. The only thing I need to do is say I do. And that is me performing a job well done. Grooms get off so easy. Literally, he said one word in this. Well, in the entire words. movie. I do, in the entire movie. <laughs> so that's I my... Didn't, I didn't even notice. That's my first honorable mention, my dude Dougie. Okay. 
I never realized that, that he only says two words in the entire movie. We see him, I think, in two scenes. We yeah, see him at the engagement party and we see him at the wedding and that's it. You're right, because we don't even see him propose to her. That's right. We don't it's, see that. It's really not about him. My honorable mention <laughs> is the nine puppies that Megan takes at the bridal oh, shower. Oh, yo, that's good. Where did they go? We don't see them after <laughs> driving in the van and then coming to <laughs> Annie's house. Where did those cute, adorable puppies go? Can we also acknowledge the fact that at the bridal shower, Megan admits she's like, she says like, I took four puppies or something no, like that. No, she took nine. No, but she tells them. Oh, yes. So at it's that like, point. why lie and say you took four when you really took nine? Maybe at that point she had taken four and then gone back and took nine. Oh, maybe she took you know, five she more. She took yeah. five more. <laughs> and, then, and then it. says, you know, I took nine, but I really could only handle six. But I have nine. So my actual honorable mention is the entire supporting cast of this movie. I can't pick just one. Oh, okay. We've got Ellie Kemper, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy, Rose Byrne, Chris O'Dowd, Wendy McClendon-Covey, and just like many others, like you mentioned, Terry Crews is out there too. I really, I realize watching this movie, I love movies that are set up in a way where everyone kind of gets their piece, if that makes sense. And you have a lot of great actors, but everyone's kind of getting their minutes and it's spread out nicely. Maybe, you know what? I feel like I sound like a basketball coach right now. And it's probably because there's a playoff basketball game happening downstairs that I really want to watch. <laughs> but that's kind of how it feels. It's like, yo, I got five guys and everyone's. Everyone needs to get their touches. Piece of the pie. Everybody, everybody's going to get a tiny little piece of the pie. And, I mean, Melissa McCarthy, of course. That's how I feel about her. But it's kind of like nobody needs to steal the show. Kristen Wiig's going to be the star. Maya Rudolph's going to be the other star. And then we need five people to fill in the gaps. And those five people they picked, John Hamm as well is a great one. Chris O'Dowd. Like, they just picked really, really great supporting characters, and they nailed it. It was a star-studded cast. Like, Rebel Wilson is very quotable in this movie, and she's in two whole scenes. Yes. So great. I, I actually love that. Yes. Yeah, so um, both Terry Crews and um, Rebel Wilson are my other honorable mentions. Oh, so <laughs> I'm just going to go into that. <laughs> Keep going, though. Um, so, yeah. So Terry Crews is um, one of my honorable mentions as well. So he is the same character in every single movie. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, Terry is instructor Jim Terry in the movie. Uh, I believe that that is Sergeant Terry Jeffers. Yes. That's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then... To go into Rebel Wilson, um, she's brilliant in the movie. Uh, so the Mexican drinking worm tattoo Ooh, that she gets in the back of the van for that. free. Yeah. Like, talk about trusting. Like, hello. She's on a, not even a working visa from Australia. She's on a, she's tourist, on a visa. tourist visa. <laughs> oh, my God. She's going to go back there and have this crazy Mexican drinking worm. Oh, God. It's so ugly. The what should have been? Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Okay. So I only have one. Um, so Ted... John Hamm's character belongs with Jennifer Aniston's character from Horrible Bosses. Oh, I like this a lot. So she is obsessed with sex, sex. and morally <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah. So I thought that was perfect because they would get along very, very well. I agree with that. I actually like that one quite a bit. Okay. Mm, what's yours? I am using my what should have been Kay. to lay out the case of why Helen is a better friend and a better maid of <laughs> honor than Annie. And I think the what should have been here is that Helen should have been the maid of honor. No. Yes. No. Yeah. L- let's break down all the ways Annie tried to screw up this wedding. All right. All right. First off, Annie assaults Helen at the tennis court 
Okay. Okay. Was, no, that was so funny. She hit her in the tits so with the tennis times. ball multiple times. How yeah. much does that hurt? I'm assuming. A I'm lot. assuming a lot. Yeah. Well, no, it would hurt a lot. Yeah, a lot. Annie fails to book a dress shopping appointment, to which Helen saves the day because she knows the chick who's in there. She knows the owner. She knows the <laughs> owner. <laughs> Turns out. And he gave everyone food poisoning, and our girl Megan Melissa Carthy takes a shit in the sink. Not on purpose. Well, not on purpose, but she still screwed up. It was a sketchy oh my Brazilian gosh. restaurant. Not, right? No, 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 no. She tried to push the bachelorette to this crappy cabin on a lake. Hey, nah. that crappy cabin on the lake would have been really nice and relaxing. And you know what? Guess what? They didn't even go to Las Vegas. That, because they of who? They got grounded because and of had who? to drive home. Because of who? Yeah, because of Kristen Wiig. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. Case... Point. No, it's tennis. No. Set, match, love, whatever. I'm team Helen in this movie. I don't hate Annie. My what should have been is just that Helen, she doesn't have any friends who are girls. Her husband is away a lot of the time. And she just wants to do everything with the one friend she has, which is Lillian. But the way she goes about doing it, like she's literally sneaking around to get like to basically be better than Kristen and do everything. Like you think that she gave those anxiety pills. She probably doubled the dose that that Annie was supposed to take on the plane. I don't think that's the case. Okay. I disagree. My girl Helen wouldn't be she wouldn't be that malicious. And like she chose like the most like expensive bridesmaids dress at the salon you know doesn't take into consideration which other people i was thinking about that she kind of mentions that when they're going to see officer nathan rhodes that she's like you looked lovely in that dress i didn't get that it's like she's sucking up uh, oh, you thought, no. A hundred percent. She's sucking up. She's trying to be like, oh, I'm so sorry for treating you like a horrible bitch. Helen. And or then, for being a horrible bitch. Helen comes all the way around. Yeah, and apologizes. Invites, and But like, she's grovels. the reason Nathan Rhodes came to the wedding, no? In the end, they're In the friends. End. In the yeah. end, they're friends. They're great. But the journey along that way, no. I think it could have been less conflicting if Helen was just the maid of honor no. because she's going to do it better. No, she's going to do a better job. Friend Annie's be spiraling. She's in a bad place. It's not her fault. Oh my gosh. Thirst factor. What do we got? Um, I didn't really have a thirst factor for this one. I mean, it's tough because there's no real guys we can thirst factor except for John. Oh, Chris O'Dowd. What do you give him? Ooh. Officer Nathan Rhodes. He's a police officer. Oh, he's he's like in an uniform. Eight. I like him. Yeah. He's cute. He's adorable. His accent like bumps him up, you know? I would John agree. John Hamm is hot. But he's an asshole. In this. Oh yeah, Ted's okay. His asshole. character, his character. Yeah, you gotta think. Oh yeah, I keep thinking of just like the, you know, the actor. Okay, the character, like a two. Whoa! Even though he's so hot. Yeah, he's an asshole. Wow. Okay, he- hold on. When I tried to give Noah Flynn a two in the kissing booth one, yeah, he's because not an he asshole. was an asshole. He is an asshole. A different kind. Okay. <laughs> John Hamm. I'm gonna give him a six. Wow. For good looks. Oh, yeah. No. no, you know what? I'm going to bump him up to a seven. You know why? Who are you? Because he, he calls it like it is. It was very clear. I'm just here to have sex with you, Annie. She's the one catching feels. Okay. He picks her up and then wants a blowjob in the car. It's comedy. You could just take, Learn about you it. You can just take That's a nap. That's actually what he said. You could just take a nap in my in my lap. Like, <laughs> my who lap, are you? Yeah, that was kind of oh, funny. Oh, God. It's comedy. He was just oh joking God. around, probably. So f- probably. It's like a, it's like a 50-50 joke. <laughs> he was joking around, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd give him like a seven. 
Uh, Nathan Rhodes, Officer Rhodes. Yeah, you're right. Like an eight. He's adorable. Yeah. Annie. Yeah. Kristen Wiig. A seven? Give her a six. Oh, you'd bump her down to a six. Okay. Mm, I yeah. agree. Because I'm going to give Helen an 8.5. So Yeah, I'll give Helen a 7.5. Whoa! I thought you'd be totally against me on this. She's pretty. She's pretty. You're right. Yeah. Rose Byrne is a very pretty person. Yeah. Rewatchability. What you got? Oh, uh, like 9.5. Yeah, this is pretty close to perfect. Heck yeah. Like, I, I would say like a 9.7 even. We're, yeah. Okay, I'll give you the 9.7. We're at episode 15 of our podcast. Oh. And I'm trying to think of movies that are better than this. Crazy Stupid Love's the only one that I think is genuinely I enjoy more. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And but I mean even even still I think I enjoy this one more, nine point seven. Okay, you're gonna give it's I'm gonna highest. give it a nine point eight. Because I gave Whoa. Crazy Stupid Love a perfect score. <gasps> oh it's like point two notches down from that. So okay. there it is. And this has been the rom com rewind podcast of Bridesmaids. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have lots of con- conversations about what's going to be coming next. And as well, to talk about what's coming next, we do have a very important announcement. Exciting announcement. It's, yes, it, it's an exciting announcement. It's a good announcement. Uh, we're going to just make it a standalone episode just so that you can listen to that solo. We don't want to tuck it into the beginning or end of the podcast. Thanks for listening.